Hey world, thanks for tuning into my podcast, Run On Thoughts. I am your host, Marshall. I am not afraid to be all of myself, even as I evolve. Together, we are thought thinkers. Today's topic, dreams. Y'all ready? Let's go. I think I told you guys that I am afraid of everything, but that I have courage. That courage comes from losing my mother, not in her dying, but in her living. The little I know about her, I know that she had unpacked trauma and because of that, unrealized dreams. I dedicate today's podcast to my mom and all of those with a dream. So what happens to a dream? Deferred. Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun or fester like a sore and then run? Does it stink like rotten meat or crust and sugar over like a syrupy sweet? Maybe it just sags like a heavy load or does it explode? Harlem by Langston Hughes. I've read this poem many times in school. This is the first time in about 10 years that I've read this poem. And it made me think because I realized that the older one becomes, the more anxious you become to achieve your dreams because as you get older, you feel like time is passing passing you by. One of my good girlfriends, Blamo, hey Blamo, I hope you're listening, texted me and insisted that I watch the movie 40 year version on Netflix about a woman named Rada Blanks, who is an aspiring filmmaker and has had some success, but now has lost her way. And in losing her way, she is hard on herself. She is feeling depressed. She is feeling inadequate. And in her trying to write and fit in and be seen, she consciously is willing to sell herself out to be seen by others. And in this movie, she goes on a journey to rediscover who she is, who she is as a woman, who she is as a black woman, and who she is as a filmmaker. And in that, she is able to reattach herself to her dreams. And that is what I want for all of us. I want for all of us to be able to reattach ourselves to our dreams. Usually, some of our dreams are trapped in that baggage from our past. And until we open that unpacked trauma, we won't even be able to see our dreams. So as usual, I'm going to start with myself and I'm going to talk about my dream. Like I said, it's no secret that I lost my mom at an early age. And then when I came to live with my aunt, who was very, 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 very strict, some good things came out of that because education was such a, was so reinforced in the household. I fell in love with words and I fell in love with speaking. Um, If any of you want to know why I take so many pauses, it's because I stutter. So I went to speech therapy and one of the tricks that I learned back then, I'm not sure what they do now, but one of the tricks that I learned back then was to pause and insert 
a new word. And with that, that is what I began doing. I began studying words. I began writing poetry. And then that poetry became rap. Whew. I remember watching TV, listening to rappers take words, rhyme them over a beat, and I fell in love. Like when was the first time I fell in love with hip hop? Well, I liked hip hop before him, but when I heard Rakim from Eric B and Rakim release the album Paid in Full in 1987, I was 11 years old and I liked him. I thought he was cute. But then when he released his second album, Follow the Leader, oh, I decided then and there that I was going to be a rapper. I started writing ROMs. My first rap was called Bang the Drug Effect. It was horrible. But I've learned something about love. Even when you're bad at something, when you love it, you are willing to do the work to improve. And that was me with rap. And then by the time mm, 1990 came, I was 14 years old. I was rapping a little better. I was still rapping a little too fast. I didn't have any direction. I was just kind of taking my skills as a person who knew a lot of words and just slapping them all together. But thanks to Follow the Leader, and then when he came out with Let the Rhythm Hit Him in 1990, I decided on my name. My name was going to be Rhythm. Rhythm was my first rap name. Um, I added an E at the end because it was real hype, yet talented, having magnificent E's. I know that sounds corny now, but back then, rap allowed me to escape all of life's problems. I mean, I fell in love hard. When I first moved on the block, shout out to 130th, they took me and my sister in and we all became a family. Um, I started rapping with the neighborhood boys. Um, I fell in love with one. Um, some of the things that I put up with in life are because of the pedestal that this community allowed me to feel like I belonged to and I was dedicated to that belonging. But you know, like I've already spoken about, once you unpack and heal, life has a way of shining bright on you and allowing your own light to shine. So I transferred schools, rap is still a part of my life. I still wanted to become a rapper. I was, um, mm, Let's say I was in what we used to call ciphers. I used to love to be the only girl in the cipher. And I was really good. And it's crazy enough because I am a full freaking nerd. I don't even know how I became a rapper, but Rakim allowed me to feel like you could be both smart and cool. Now, I never really became cool in real life, but when I was rapping, I was real cool. I remember one of the first times that I wrote something that was really good. 
Now, before that, I may have written 50 rhymes that were just horrible, but something in me said, keep going, keep going, keep going. I remember when Microphone Fiend, I used to listen to it every day. It's like after 12, I'm worse than a gremlin. Feed me hip hop and I start trembling. I don't know what it was about those words, but it made me feel like I even wanted to mimic his style. I used to, so I am going to spit for y'all because I can't even help myself. So let's go. Y'all ready? Mass hysteria causing confusion. Like a magician, I create ill illusions. But no, abracadabra, poof, what be gone? Just the lyrical content of the lyrical God. What, what? You know who I be, a child of God. See, my life's an already written prophecy. Now, here I stand in the warrior stance. Yes, the plans to destroy all the boys. The act as if the lyrics they spit. They got the presence of gift shit. Who the fuck you think you are? I'm the star and I'm destined for greatness all hell amazing grace of a lady bitch you taking up space and just maybe i let you hot you god bless you you snotty bitch make a wish because the soul's about to enter the devil's number 666 uh then walk through the belly of the beast inclined not to speak release the demons to the street the heat is on fire fury rage is strong uh-huh go marshall all right all right all right rewind rewind but rap used to fill my soul. That is, until I became a mama. When I was a mother, I still wanted to become a rapper. But being a rapper sat in the shadows of motherhood. And the stronger my relationship with my son grew, the less I wanted to be a rapper. It wasn't the writing or the lyrics or the even the feeling I got when I was in a cipher. It was just that I really enjoyed motherhood and the thought of being away from him for that long. It just wasn't going to cut it. So then I began feeling like, well, if rapping is not my dream, what's my dream? And I realized that I don't know if it was my traumas, my abandonment issues, my losing my mother, my father not being there in the early years, all of the things that I felt like I had gone through. But for whatever reason, motherhood became my dream. And I'm all right with that because part of sharing is understanding that it's okay to be who you are. It doesn't have to look luxurious or the world say that it's something or it's not something because, you know, I used to think that I was a feminist and then I realized that all of my values as a black woman do not align with the feminist movement. So then I considered myself a womanist because I do believe that in addition to the issues of woman, when you attach on black womanhood, it's different. But even then, I feel like these boxes force people to be in these roles that stagnate them. Even as a womanist, for me, that means that I have the right to choose. And I choose more traditional values because that is what makes me feel best served. Does that make sense? I feel best served when I was coming home from work 
and I worked because I had to work because as a single mom, you have to go out there, you have to make money, you have to be able to come home fried up in a pan, you have to cook, clean, check homework, take them to do all these other kind of things and life happens. Time passes you by. These little people grow up and they begin to have their own dreams. And my son, he wants to be an artist. Well, he is an artist and he's great at it. And through him, I realized that I'm not really sure that being a successful rapper was part of my real dream. Because when I watch my son put in the work, the time, the hours, the commitment, the dedication, the only thing that I have ever put in that much time and effort in is mothering. And I'm all right with that, like I said. But... My question for those of you who are listening is, what is your dream? If you had to be honest with yourself, I mean, really sit, what is your dream? If your dream wasn't dependent on what others thought about you or what the world perceived you to be or what it even told you you should be, like just because you're good at something doesn't make it your dream because I hate to toot my own horn, but I am good at a lot of things, but my dreams are changing because now my son is grown and I never thought that this empty nest syndrome was real, but it is real. I had all of this time and I'm so used to being busy. I worked full time. There was a time in my life when I went to school full time. I still checked homework. I cooked dinner every day. I did the laundry. I food shopped. I budgeted. I made sure that my son had an active life. And then one day, I didn't have to do any of those things. And I realized that I didn't have any successful relationships because, well, mostly because I didn't really put in that much work, if I have to be really honest. I did the traditional things that as a woman I was taught that I had to do cook clean and all those kinds of things but I really didn't put in any emotional work I was off but now now that I am just taking care of myself and most of my time belongs to me what is my new dream what is my new dream and then here I am with this podcast now I've done a lot of things I have opened up many businesses and many of them have been successful and I've still closed them. I had a sex toy shop, Feathers. It was really doing well. Ask about me. I have an online notary business. I used to make websites. I've done proposals. I've been in... um, PR, I have, I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. But the reason why I wanted to talk about dreams is because sometimes life and just living and living in your purpose and being your authentic self will lead you toward your purpose. Because even as I sit here and I'm talking to you guys, I am feeling a sense of empowerment because... Although I talk a lot, I don't often share my feelings a lot. 
that comes hard for me. But I realized that in sharing, I am living my purpose, right? Because part of my purpose is using everything that I have been through to receive the word from the universal energy or whatever you call it. And then I share that with those that I love, right? So I hope this relationship that we are building through this podcast is a relationship of love, transparency, and ability to make ourselves vulnerable so that we can unpeel those layers like an onion, have a good cry if we have to, and reveal who we are to ourselves. That is what I want for you guys. I want you to sit with yourself and think about what is your dreams? Who are you? What best serves you? When you're doing this, is that what makes you feel like you have purpose? Not the things that you like, right? Because like I said, I started off as a rapper. And by the time I became a mom, I no longer wanted to be a rapper. But I did go back to school, mostly for my son. I got a degree in English with a concentration in writing for business. So you see, my dream for writing raps just transitioned into English. I love words. And I think I said it already to you guys that my speech when while I'm speaking with you guys in this manner it slows down because I stutter so in real life I would probably just be cursing and laughing and saying some crazy shit but here I'm forced to take my time and this is just part of me being transparent with you guys because I was actually afraid to do a podcast because I was afraid that the stuttering would take precedence over what it is that I actually had to say. And I'm realizing that sometimes the very things that we are afraid of are the very things that we should be doing. Because see, when I tell you guys that I am afraid of everything, I am, but I have courage. See, courage is knowing that you are afraid and you just do it anyway. So my dream, as I realized, is not about a job for me. And I just discovered that in this moment. My dream is just continuing to unpack life, right? Become a better me every day and to... Be at peace, right? My dream is to be at peace and to just be more willing to explore life. Do things that I am afraid to do, like this podcast. So my question to you guys is, what do you want? Who are you? When you think about your creator, because I'm only speaking to those who have a creator, right? And that doesn't necessarily mean God. It's just whatever 
you feel in your soul that you get to connect to that helps you with the inner voice inside your head. When you are speaking to yourself and listening to your soul speak, who are you? What brings you purpose? Right? So when you get to spend some time alone, whether it's in a bath, whether it's sitting quietly, whether it's a long drive, whether it's when you're listening to music, who are you? Because part of me also feels like the world is in this constant state of chaos because most of us are not living in our purpose. And if we're not living in our purpose, then how can we be giving to the world that thing that connects us to positive energy and positive effects, right? Hmm. I think that was enough for today. I'm tired of talking to you guys. I'm gonna say bye. But first, this time next week, when I post my next podcast, we will have voted and elected, hopefully, a new president. If we haven't, the work still continues. <laughs>